Hey there, I'm Renee, a former hot mess shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke to debt-free minimalist, started a money-generating blog, and healed my marriage while being a homeschooling, stay-at-home mom. And I did most of this with nothing more than a library card and a prayer. Looking back, there is one thing I wish I had had a friend to share the journey with me who actually understood what I was going through. This is my hope for the Unstuffed podcast, to be a place where you can shake off the need to people please and where we can both show up as our authentic selves, even if we're still in yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if you spike your coffee. As always, let's keep this simple. Life is hard enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. This is me, your host, Renee. Uh, Today for the podcast, I really wanted to bring out a little bit of my crazy side. (laughs) So I call this my crazy side because only my husband, Tom, knows um, just how weird my mind works. And I came across a TikTok the other day from Kevin James Thornton. I love him. He's the guy who sings his videos like this with like that weird sound. Um, But he did a video where he had apparently asked his followers um, how the pandemic had changed their lives. And he said he wasn't quite prepared for the overwhelming response of sadness that a lot of people had um, to offer as input for his question about how the pandemic had changed their lives. And I feel like this is a concept that keeps coming into my life that I really need to dive into I keep opening books. Like, I just closed a book because it was so, like, everything is wrong in the world. Everything is terrible. I closed it, and I'm like, I just so strongly disagree, and reading it makes me feel crappy inside. Like, I don't want to read this book. And then I opened a book from the Dalai Lama, and it was very much like, suffering is the foundation of our life. I was like come on, Dalai Lama. And then I bust open my TikTok and Kevin James Thornton goes on about basically the same concept. Um, and while I understand it, and I think about, when I think about this idea that, you know, suffering is living, um, I think of like the movie or the play Les Miserables. Uh, and I tried, I sounded really like, I think I'm cool when I say that. Les Miserables. I have no idea how to say it. So I just like tried my best to not sound like an idiot. But lame is, we'll call it lame is. Um, but I love that movie because I find so much hope in it. I don't know. Maybe I need to book some counseling sessions to figure out why I look at tragedy, loss, or hardships the way I do. I don't know if it's that I faced so many of them that I'm just numb to them now or what. But I hate this concept of everything being tragic and awful. Um, I've experienced a lot of tragedy and hardship and I just don't quite see the world that way. But I suppose that's a topic for another day. There I go. 
What Kevin said in his TikTok that I loved so much that I guess does continue to go hand in hand with what I'm saying, he said 25 years ago, um, if you don't know, Kevin James Thornton is a gay person and was raised in a very Christian fundamentalist church, as he says, um, and so when he came out, there was apparently, you know, a lot of hardships that he faced as many homosexual people have to face. Um, and when he said he broke up with the world, I loved it instantly and instantly in my heart, I knew what he was talking about. Um, and I wanted to talk about that today because for me, minimalism was the start of that was the start of me breaking up with the world. And I think this is a weird concept that maybe a lot of people don't take the time to consider, but that more of us should, because, um, you know, something we've probably heard or maybe you've heard, but something that I also know and love is that they say the only constant is chaos. The only thing that we can count on is that the rug is for sure going to be pulled out from under us constantly. The only thing we can count on is bad things popping up, <laughs> you know, I, but I think that there's comfort in that. Uh, I think when we fool ourselves is when we think everything's going to be happy or we finally reached a happy place or when we think that if we panic enough, you know, we can prevent any bad thing from happening. To me, I have worked so hard or let go so much to just embrace the fact that I have no idea what's going to happen to me tomorrow. You know, I used to get so beat up, so mad about the fact I used to f be angry at myself, feeling like I could have changed some of my life's outcomes. And in reality, the letting go and the accepting of has been one of the best things I have done for myself and my sanity. And it has truly allowed me to live a, a richer life um, just by changing my mindset, by, by breaking up with the world. I think so often we can become so consumed with the things that we see, the things that we feel, our accomplishments, what we think we are, what we think we're capable of. You know, we can get so lost in our jobs. We can get lost in a partner. We can get lost in our looks. We can get lost in the opinions of other people. And by breaking up with the world, by not letting any of these things define us or control us, or rob us of joy in any way, we allow ourselves to be in control of our own joy. These are not any of the things that I wrote down, but um, as notes for today's show. But I wanted to say that, you know, minimalism was the beginning of me breaking up with the world. Um, you know, I, I say that my clothes were me trying to be who I thought the world wanted to me, me to be. And the same with my house and my stuff. And by eliminating that stuff, I kind of started taking back my power. I started telling the world who I was and who I wanted to be. Um, and not even caring what they thought. It wasn't, um, you know, a lot of times we overcompensate. Like you go from people pleaser to I don't care what people think. And in doing that, you are still very much caring about what other people think. Um, it's funny. And I think sometimes we need to go through those corrections. And I definitely did with minimalism. For a while, 
I went from being so materialistic and then I went to this drastic end where I thought, I don't care about stuff at all. It doesn't matter what I wear. I don't care what I look like. And then part of me was going, no, you do care what you look like. You still want to take care of yourself. You can, you can still take care of yourself and you can still like the clothes you wear without being materialistic. Um, you know, I kind of had to go through that yo-yo situation, but by eliminating the stuff that I was using to try to make people think more highly of me or think better of me, I kind of began the process of letting go of me caring about what they thought about me. And, um, you know, starting with my stuff made it easier to keep going. I started saying no to more things, you know, because the, the less and less I cared about what other people thought and just started focusing on how I wanted to spend my time, I was able to say, no, that's not a thing I want to do. And you know what, man, we know, we know when someone asks you like, do you want to come out for coffee? You know, when your instant instinct is no, but how often do we go? Yeah, totally. I want to have coffee with you. That would be great. But really you're overrun. You're exhausted. Maybe you don't really like this person that much. Maybe they drain you of their energy or they're not a great friend. It's just a, they're a take friend or whatever it might be. Um, but we always just are so quick to say yes. And by slowly stripping away this idea that we have to be a good friend or we have to show up or they did this. So I have to reciprocate or, you know, the more we can let go of those ideas and those concepts and be willing to just stand our own ground, the more we break up with the world. And so many people think the idea of saying no means you're an asshole or that, um, you're selfish. And I recently heard, of course, I can't think of who, um, I will, oh my gosh, Brene Brown. It was Brene. Of course. I feel like I talk about her all the time, but in her gifts of imperfection book, she was talking about how the most compassionate people are the ones who have the most boundaries, the people who say no the most. And in my experience, this is 100% true. And this is my life to a T where I can think about how many people right now I could probably name names of people who think I'm selfish or people who think I'm self-absorbed or so full of myself or they can't believe I would say no. And, um, I wish they could understand how selfless I have become. And I can say that from a place because I was very selfish for a good chunk of my life. And the more that I have broken up with the world, as they say, it's not that I became resentful or angry at the world or like, I don't need the world. The more I have learned to just love everything and everyone as they are, as it is. And me saying no to a situation or to a person isn't me saying no to that person. It's just me saying no to that, how I spend my time. It's me saying no to keep my own sanity. You know, sometimes I do have a lot going on and it feels so good to be able to say to someone, no, I can't make that. I am exhausted. If I keep saying yes to everyone, I am going to have nothing left to give um, anyone, you know, by, by letting go of my stuff. It was, it was a way of escalating to stop that people pleasing side of me and releasing those other people's opinions. And even 
you know, I can't say this it all started with stuff because as I released the grip that stuff had on me, I, I said, you know, it'd be, it's become even easier for me to accept things like death. Um, but in reality, it's not, it's not that, um, letting go of things made it easier for me to accept death. It's it, that it's truly that I have faced death so many times in my life. Um, I think I'm not sure that we had even reached the age of 30 and I was walking into a girlfriend's father's funeral with another girlfriend and I turned to her and I said, don't you feel like we have done this too many times for people our age? Before I even graduated high school, I think I had already attended three funerals of my friend's parents before I even graduated high school. Um, and, and it, they didn't really stop. And I lost my own dad. I lost two dads. I lost my grandparents. And for someone who was very connected to their grandparents, that was a hard loss. I've lost friends. I've lost people who were younger than me, who were my friends, who were like a little sister. It's just something I've experienced so much. And I understand more and more that we have no control. <laughs> and I know that freaks so many people out. Um, but it's so true. And the more you can break up with that vice grip that you have in certain areas of your life, the more you can just kind of enjoy the flow of living. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's really what is going to allow us to have the best experience here on earth is just surrendering a little bit of that idea that we have that we need to control things because we are in control of so little and controlling what you can in order to make your experience here the absolute best that it can be. And I know that's kind of a deep concept, but that was really what minimalism was a Kickstarter for me was my releasing of my vice grip that I had on so many things. And I still have that grip. I have to work on it every now and then. But I wanted to give you that reminder today um, to let go of what you can. And, you know, I remember um, we lost, I lost a friend of mine when I was, I believe, 16. He was a few years older. And around that same time, we had a family member who had recorded her own song that she sang as she went through, I believe it was rehab. Um, but she sang the serenity prayer, which was a prayer I had never heard before, but I loved it so much. And even in that moment, I remember being 16 years old, listening to her sing the serenity prayer. And I was like, yes, yep this is everything. And now I think it's something you can buy at like the Dollar Tree on plaques to hang in your living room. But I don't know that enough people really take the time to let those words sink in and then apply them to their lives. And I started right then and there when I was 16. I remember loving the concept. So if you haven't heard the serenity prayer before I keep rambling, it's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I can. Oh my gosh, am I saying it wrong? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. There it is. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. 
courage to change the things that I can, and wisdom to know the difference. I'm going to (laughs) cry. I remember hearing that when I was 16 and having lost this, this friend who I had known since I was a kid and thinking just, yeah, God grant me the serenity to accept what I can't change because I can't change this. Give me courage to change what I can put me in. I do want to be in control of what I am capable of being in control of, which at the end of the day is only me. And that's on a good day. (laughs) Sometimes I don't even feel in control of me, you know, and wisdom to know the difference because I do not want to spend my whole life trying to change and control things that I was never in control of to begin with. Um, So I hope you can marinate in that today and really start to apply and consider it in your own life. What are you trying to control that really isn't in your control at the end of the day? How can you work to release the grip? Um, And in every situation, there is something you can control, even if it is just your response to it. So that is all I've got for you today. I'm probably going to go cry after this, (laughs) but you know, I do. This is what I talk about when I talk about minimalism or whenever anybody hears me bring it up, they think it's me trying to tell them to get rid of their stuff or that I'm like a clothes Nazi or something. In reality, it's just that it has allowed me to transform my life and release so much of the stress and the pressure of control that I used to carry with me every day. And I have been able to find so much freedom, not only in the time that it has granted me or the freedom that it allows, but um, the freedom in my soul that I have been able to gain because of it. So that is minimalism and breaking up with the world I hope it spoke to you a little bit today and, and feel free to reach out um, on social media or via email and let me know how you feel about it all because I am, I always love to hear from you guys as well. Thank you so much for tuning into the Unstuffed podcast. I'm so glad that you were here and remember, I love to hear from you guys as well. So please take the time to write a review so that each week I can read one of your reviews live on the air. And if you're not quite ready to be done, don't forget that you can head to reneevenis.com links, where you can access some of my free trainings and my free guides. You can also gain access to my programs and my trainings, including mini school. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, keep it simple. Life is complicated enough.